Welcome to the Crypto Campfire. They're strong, independent women, and they don't need no man. Mitch and the Professor. Featuring special guest, Shitcoin Sherpa. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Crypto Campfire Podcast. Today we've got Shitcoin Sherpa with us. He's a uh, Kahlua killer and a crypto Twitter poet laureate. But before we get talking to Sherpa, we're going to send it over to the Crypto Gent for a quick news segment. Thanks, Professor. It's the Crypto Gent with the cryptocurrency news in a flash for the Crypto Campfire listeners. Bitcoin surpasses $8,000 and people are shouting it's a bull run. Former Wall Street exec Michael Novogratz stated that Bitcoin is a store of value that will not change the world. Coinbase backed Stablecoin to start launch of a Venmo-style app in Venezuela. Starbuck teams up with Microsoft to use blockchain to track its beans, but some are saying that it's going to start accepting cryptocurrency very soon. The recent Token Taxonomy Act will create a tax exemption for crypto transactions under $600. Ledger to provide its technology to uphold to improve its securities. And platforms that seek to enlist initial exchange offering tokens for a fee could find themselves in regularity trouble, according to SEC. That's the cryptocurrency news in a flash. Back to you, Professor. Thanks, CryptoGent. All right, Sherpa, it's so awesome to have you on the show with us today. We've heard you've been doing a little day drinking, and so this uh, this ought to be a crazy, awesome, no-give-a-fuck, no-education, just-have-a-good-time <laughs> podcast. What do you say? Yeah, that sounds about right, man. All right. Well, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about what you do and what you're into and what your uh, what your plan is in the crypto space? Uh, I dabble in, like, a little bit of everything, fucking... Like, I used to do a lot of uh, fundamental analysis and reviews and shit like that, but now I just kind of mess around with wallets and nice hash and whatever the fuck interests me in the space. It's, uh, you know, it's there's always something going on or something new coming out, and so, I mean, you know, it's just screwing around with whatever, but uh, outside of the space, you know, I've been a lot into torrents and privacy and crap like that pretty much uh, since I've been on the internet. So nice. Just kind of finding your way into a little bit of everything. Yeah, basically. I mean, I'm a, I'm a dabbler. I wouldn't say Jack of all trades cause I suck at most of them, but, uh, <laughs> regardless, <laughs> I still uh, kind of screw with uh, a lot of them. I know how that goes. I, I like to do just a little bit of just about everything and I might only be good at a couple of those, but yeah, I like to, I like to fuck around and just try new shit. So it's always a good time. So I got to ask, dude, wh- where did the name Shitcoin Sherpa come from? Obviously, I get the shitcoin part, but <laughs> how'd you come up with that shit? Oh, uh, like, initially I was screwing around on uh, Twitter, and I think I had some stupid, like, Tales from the Crypto Keeper or something pretty generic like that. And uh, I don't know, I read an article about uh, Sherpas and National Geographic, and they were talking about how they've kind of genetically evolved over 6,000 years so they can uh, guide a bunch of rich white people up Mount Everest and live to tell the tale. And so uh, I kind of thought that that applied to uh, the crypto space because there were just so many scams and shit going around uh, in 2017 when I started. Exactly. That's cool. That's cool. So, um, have you been like involved with any specific projects or do you just 
kind of jump your way around the space as far as getting into projects in and out, you know, like day trading, stuff like that? Or are you a long-term holder? What's your, what's your game plan in the space when it comes to that? Like, it's weird because I'm super interested in fundamentals and uh, that's what I'd like to go by, but I've kind of got ADD when it comes to trading, so I end up day trading or margin trading and just getting wrecked half the time. Um, if you go back, like, I called some decent shit early on, but I was never in it when it pumped. Like, Cardano, nice. uh, Funfair, <laughs> like, uh, Bat. I mean, Bat I called real early on, Ada I called real early on, and I was never in them because I was always off, you know, day trading some bullshit. Right. I have that problem so much. ADD at trading is, is the definition of my trading strategy. Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's it's hard because you want to, you know, be active and you want to be making those consistent gains, and it's kind of a pain in the ass to sit around and wait for a good pump on you know, a decent coin or something or some catalyst, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I just get consistently wrecked. I, I kind of suck at writing, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> cool. Yeah. That's like, that's like most of the population anyways. So real quick, would you mind giving a brief explanation of fundamentals when it comes to analysis? Because we have technical analysis, we have fundamental analysis, and I believe there's one other analysis out there too forget what it's called yeah a lot of people you're probably talking about price action which i know those guys uh you know they get into some deep shit fundamentals i mean can really encompass a lot of stuff um from you know github activity how often the devs are actually working on the code and uh stuff like that to you know you can look even deeper i was messing around with uh this website called sentiment and they will bring up charts and you can put like any kind of indicator like uh, social trends against the price or GitHub activity against the price and uh, just try to correlate. And it's really interesting to look at some stuff and see that like dev uh, activity will just kind of drop off whenever the price drops off. Mm -hmm. Like it, it becomes real obvious that they don't give a shit unless they're making money off of it with some coins. And so, uh, you know, you can go into a lot of stuff. You can just go into if the use case makes sense. There's so many damn things, and it just requires an absurd amount of research, and it's really boring. <laughs> <laughs> nice. A, a good uh, analogy for you, Mitch, about fundamental analysis is it's a lot like what NoBS Crypto does on the assessment side of things, or, or will be okay. doing. Um, and it's also a lot of our... Uh, the metrics from the spreadsheet, most of those are, are fundamental metrics like GitHub activity and, um, you know, fundamentals are a lot, you know, a lot more focused on the project's success and, and whatnot versus what the charts are doing. Right, right. Okay. And that's, I trade off of that a lot more than anything because I, I like buying projects that I know and that I like. Not that I don't ADD into a couple, uh, holy crap, that looks like a good buy Look tomorrow. Look at that one. Kind of projects. Right. <laughs> um. <clears throat> But yeah, it's I, I prefer the fundamental side of things. It, I I feel like it's more important in crypto than the charts because the charts are just so off the track. They're off not the rails in touch from, with the heartbeat of the project, so to speak. Right, right, because there's so there's so much volatility that you know the charts are just it's it's hard to it's hard to go. I mean, you can go off technical indicators, but 
I feel like you should make your decision based on fundamental indicators and, and then use the charts to determine when to get in. Um, Sherpa, what do you think about that kind of concept? I mean, where I've had the best success is using fundamentals to determine what I'm going to trade and then finding some people whose TA I trust, because honestly, I couldn't do TA to save my life, not even the easiest TA. Um, but there's a few guys who I know that they're decent at it. And so if they're trading the coins that I know the fundamentals are good, then I'm a lot more comfortable with the overall trade. All right, cool. Well, I should be more confident knowing that even short term, if there was some, some negative price movement, maybe you'd be okay in the long term. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it makes you more comfortable in bag holding so you don't do dumb shit. I mean, that's the best thing about fundamentals, really. Right. I, I do plenty of dumb shit when it comes to trading. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> it is what it is. Speaking of dumb shit trading, uh, Dogecoin. I love Dogecoin. Stupidest thing to buy from a fundamental standpoint, depending on what you look at as far as fundamentals go. But... Um, if you look at social interest and social activity fundamentals, uh, it really goes way up there. But uh, what's your take on Doge? Oh, man, I love uh, Dogecoin and everything. Uh, honestly, I think fundamentally it's it's got some really good stuff about it because of the simple fact that you can transfer it quickly to an awful lot of exchanges. And so, you know, people tend to either use like that or XRP whenever they're moving between exchanges for arming, but Dogecoin, the price kind of tends to remain more stable because, you know, you're dealing with two digits instead of four, so it doesn't move as much. You don't have as much slippage uh, trying to arb with it, I think. Right. Yeah, you know, that, that kind of reminds me, I did use it way back in the day on Cryptopia for that specific reason. Um, it was late 2017. I was trying to get some Electronium. Um, and I transferred Doge over there because it was the fastest at the time for what we had. Because it was um, it was December or it was either late December or, or late November or early December. And it was when Bitcoin was being insanely slow. And so, yeah, I converted my Bitcoins into into Doge and then uh, transferred over to Cryptopia to get my ETN. So um, I never, never really thought about it. But, yeah, uh, I've used it for plenty of purposes, I guess. Yeah, and I mean, lately uh, with VeraBlock and everything kind of causing some more congestion on the Bitcoin network, it's it's kind of been more useful in that regard. But, you know, again, people also do it with uh, XRP and LTC to some degree, too. Right. Talking about talking about transfers, how do you think uh, everyone was, was dealing with the fact that we couldn't transfer any any funds over to binance for this big pump i bet there was a lot of motherfuckers jumping off their seats going god damn it <laughs> <laughs> oh i know right i mean it's it's always uh whenever you could benefit most from a trade that you're not able to make the trade i mean binance right. the nice thing about that is it shows you just how much volume we got and and what kind of price action we got without any new money oh yeah but like i was just talking uh with someone earlier about that they had said the other day and i'm still waiting for confirmation on this that it was a uh, all-time high in terms of trading volume like 29 billion the other day yeah i've heard and, that uh, yeah i mean and it's insane but then you think about it and uh how many 
exchanges have come out in the last year or so that do uh, trade mining. Have you seen any of those? Yep. Yeah, and I mean, between those and just straight-up wash trading, uh, I mean, it's pretty ridiculous the amount of volume that's just fake. I mean, it's just, it's oh, yeah. not real. I mean, most most exchanges try to require you to have a, a market maker, it seems like, these days, too. So, I mean, there's, you know, like you say, there's a, a whole lot of volume that isn't, uh, you know, just individual traders actually trying to trade the coin. Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, I put market making on a little bit lower level uh, than, yeah, you totally. know, straight up wash and trade mining and all that. But, I mean, it's just, you know, one more whenever you... Right. I mean, I would guess probably 50 to 60% isn't, you know, legitimate volume. So what the fuck are we actually looking at, you know? Yeah. yeah and right. even then, that's still pretty impressive volume. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. But I mean, it's still, it also shows you how early on we are, you know, relative right. to the greater market. Definitely. The fact that there can be that much manipulated volume. And and so broadly across the industry, it, it definitely shows you that this is just getting started and there's there's a long way to go. Yeah, exactly. And you even look at some of the uh, higher cap coins and everything. I think someone was saying the other day it was either BCH or BSV, but one address, I think, accounted for like the majority of the trading volume back and forth. And it oh, wasn't wow. even holding it that much. They were just, you know, washing. <laughs> No surprise there. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, you know, if that can happen with a top 25 market cap coin, then it's just like, yeah, we're we're pretty early on whenever a small wallet can manipulate it that hard. Right. So you, you've been hanging out with the Degens, I see. You, you call your, was isn't it uh, Molly, right? Molly is, is supposed to be the, the mother of the Degens. <laughs> Yeah, Molly and uh, that bunch. They're they're good people. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I ran in. Well, I ran into you. I think you and and Witty were talking one day, talking about something of about in your circle. And I resp I responded to you guys, and I said, "Well, I'm not in your circle, but blah blah blah." And I forget exactly what I said. And they're like, "Well, you're in now." And I was like, "Nice." <laughs> So I thought that was cool. I started following all you guys, and it's just like, oh, my God, you guys have so much fun on the space. It's a riot to watch. Yeah, it's weird. Whenever you just, you know, are pretty much all-inclusive and you just, you know, appreciate people's sense of humor and just don't give a fuck, you know, what anybody else thinks about you, you can really put together a good group of fucking people, especially here. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. I, I, I agree 100 percent, you know, and the guys are just, you know, just laid back and chill. It's just really cool. You, know, you, you don't have to be so worried, like you said, about what other people think. Who gives a shit what other people think? You like me? Follow me. You don't like me? Don't follow me. Whatever. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's just like doing the rap battles. You know, have a good time. Oh, right. <laughs> Throw some shit yeah, out yeah, there. Right. Dude, I love those so much. It's so much fun. So I gotta ask the, uh, I, I noticed in your you know your Twitter you've got the the crypto Twitter poet laureate thing. Did you add that after the rap battles or was that there before and I never noticed? I think I added it uh, afterwards. <coughs> oh, sorry, I just took a toke. Um, fucking, <laughs> I think I added it uh, afterwards. I've been doing parodies pretty much since I started in 2010, but I've been uh, kind of amping it up. 
I always like doing just funny shit with rhymes. I mean, I had a period where I did 20 or 30 fucking limericks in a row about different crypto stuff. And, nice. But, you know, seeing you guys do the rap battles, like, I've never messed with rap because I just didn't realize what the fuck flow was, you know. Um, I couldn't comprehend it, but uh, seeing you guys kind of mess around with it and everything and just have fun with it, it was like, it kind of clicked. So that was well, that's pretty cool. cool. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm glad you found it of interest in it, man, because it's it's been a blast. And it start you know how that how all this started? All this started because I was doing I was writing poetry, right? I was writing poems about crypto and I, I got a ton of them posted on Medium. And then in one of my chat groups I was in, me and this guy used to blast back and forth at each other. You know, we'd see who could write the best shit. Well then all of a sudden um we were trying to spread it around and somebody said, Well, why don't you come out and bring it on Twitter instead of us going into the chat. And I'm like, okay. So we started it on Twitter and the next thing you know, here we are, you know, it was just like, wham, it was so much fun. And people started bouncing back and forth. And I'm just like, holy shit. I could not believe all the people that were jumping on and having fun with it. So it's, it's been a blast. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's, that's really kind of the thing about the crypto space that I really have dug from the start. I mean, it's like, it's kind of like any good fucking festival. I mean, everyone's just trying to fly shit up a flagpole and see who salutes. I mean, whether it's the projects <laughs> or whether it's, you know, shit like this or parodies or roast battles or fucking karaoke or Euclid and Oaks and all their stuff. I mean, everybody's just doing what the fuck they enjoy insane right. if anybody else takes it pretty much pretty much that's exactly it we even got uh we, on the on the podcast last night i don't know if you listened to that yet or not but uh i shouldn't say last night this weekend we had uh you know janice and john mcafee on there and they uh they claim that they'll throw down some some rhymes for the rap battle this friday uh, but i'm not sure if that plan has changed after john gave us the, the live rap or not but um <laughs> Janice said her her big secret was that she likes country music. So I've been writing up a uh, nice. Thunder Rolls crypto cover for her. Oh, so nice. we'll, uh, I'm gonna drop that on Friday just for for shits and giggles and see if we can drag them into the rap. So you know, you, you know, you're you're dragging me into that too because I'm a country guy as well. I mean, I love all music, <laughs> but you know, I mean, I I do. I go from country to rock to rap to jazz to old you know old rock and roll back in the 80s hair bands i mean i'm all over the place when it comes to music so yeah <laughs> that'll be fun yeah dude like i'm pretty much the same i ain't super in the country but my wife is and i've been surrounded by it so i don't know maybe i should uh toss like save a horse ride a mcafee parody or... yeah. <laughs> yeah there you do go it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely <laughs> oh fuck yeah <laughs> that'll be perfect they'll love it oh yeah did you catch that did you catch that uh the um podcast with them did you get a I chance got to? About, i got about 35 40 minutes into it before uh i got the invite for this and everything it was great i mean they uh were really dropping some truth and everything i enjoy hearing john just you know talk some real shit yeah yeah, there's so much fun to talk to. Yeah, Did you get it? to the part with the oh. John's rap? No, not yet. I've got to finish. That oh, you missed it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. You, you we ain't gonna spoil it anymore. It. No, <laughs> no. It was. It was cool. I couldn't believe it was happening. 
fantastic. It was a good time. It was a good time. And it just goes to Absolutely. show you that in this space, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to be anybody special to to make those kind of things happen. And you can just kind of reach out. And sometimes magic happens. And and there you are on a podcast with Janice and John McAfee just shooting shit. And it's uh, it's fucking cool. You know, we started this shit just for fun. That was the whole point. Right. Of it. it was just let's, let's do a podcast because it'll be fun. And we'll just have everybody on it. Who cares who they are? Because that'll make it more exciting. And so here we are. Oh yeah, I mean that's the great thing about it, really. I mean, I'm I'm a nobody account. I mean, nine thousand followers ain't shit, but uh, the amount of <laughs> cool people who've commented on my stuff or you know reached out to me and talked to me, and you know, it's just mind blowing. I mean, that you can connect with somebody who's been so pivotal uh, in the space and everything, despite oh, yeah. being a relative small fry, you know. Right. And and despite that person being on the run in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't I wasn't really laughing at when you said nine thousand followers, but I'm thinking, fuck dude, I got three hundred and fifty and you're talking about <laughs> you're a small fry with nine thousand. I'm laughing my ass off because I'm like, really? <laughs> oh dude. Like literally, um one thing that I've learned is uh Panama Crypto, he kind of clued me in on Social Blade. And if you go on there, you can look. And me gaining followers, there's a direct correlation on the graph between me posting just a fuckload of stuff and me just gaining a fuckload of followers in a direct parallel line. It's like uh. the longer you post shit and the more shit you post, the more people will follow you just because they see you and crap. And I don't even oh, know okay. if content is any good. I just talk a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people like that. It's refreshing sometimes because without that, it's just a sea of fucking TA charts and they all look the same, but they're all different at the same time. Yeah. And It's nice to have some of that, that shit posting and bullshit in the middle to to break up my feed. Oh yeah, I mean you've got to, you know, take a break from either getting rich or watching people clout chase or dick swing to just laugh a little bit. So. Yep. That's just it. You know, you're scrolling through Twitter and it's like, "Oh, great. I just got wrecked on that coin." Oh, Craig Wright's trying to be Satoshi again. <laughs> oh, Shitcoin Sherp is drunk and soloing Nirvana. Fuck yes. <laughs> so, there's a little bit of that comic relief at the end. That's just, It's so needed. Oh my god, oh, honey, look. The Deejans are comparing dick sizes again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, it's got to be mind-blowing to you to think that somebody, you know, 5,000 miles across the world and everything is looking at some, you know, dick pic that, uh, way long or whoever friggin' uh <laughs> posted with uh witty's avatar on its head <laughs> like we're affecting change like halfway across the world <laughs> yeah we're gonna have witty on it's uh, i guess i spoiled it already but uh witty witty's coming on here too so that'll be kind of a fun episode oh my god yeah great we gotta get him to spin some shit though he already yeah, said he would out. Oh, cool! Cool. I asked him. I was like, "You, you got to give us something." I don't know what he's gonna do, but he said he'd, uh, he'd fuck around for a few minutes. That's cool. That's cool. That's gonna be fun. That's gonna be oh, fun yeah. shit. 
Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, he's actually got a talent he can demonstrate, you know, live and shit. It's not like I can fucking write a parody while we're sitting here. No, it takes me a while. <laughs> I gotta sit down and think about that stuff, and I backspace is my best friend. Yeah, same. Oh, really? Man, I throw all that shit out there ad lib. God, really? I have a blast I, with it. I don't know why. It just it just comes. It just comes to my head, and it's like bah, 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 bah. <laughs> sometimes <laughs> it, it does, it but there. a lot of times I gotta sit there and and think. And most of the ninety percent of the time, I'm thinking about eighteen different things at once. So, yeah, dude, that that's me. I tried to write it out beforehand, but the little like Microsoft Office paperclip guy killed himself. So now I just <laughs> kind of do it in Twitter. You killed Clippy. It's your fault. <laughs> it's my fault. I did it. He was so sick <laughs> of my bullshit. I miss Clippy. We should we should start a campaign to bring back Clippy. <laughs> Put him on the blockchain. Immutable. Unmutable, Clippy chain. Exactly. Let's do it. We'll we'll no, just encode him I... into a Bitcoin transaction. <laughs> that'd be great let's do it i'm oh, sure how shit. we'll figure it out i'm game okay so so i got a question for you what what's your how do we say it professor what's your your most what sleeper coin token. have you got into although, although yeah what's your sleeper my token? explanation when i say sleeper token it, it, sleeper token actually kind of gives the wrong point across that's what i started with but it people does. are interpreting that to mean like which one's gonna perform later um, what we really want to know is what's your, uh, uh, your dirty little secret token. How about that? The the one that you bought and you wish nobody knows you that go. you bought it, but you're still confident in it. There you go. Oh God. Um, there's like two or three that I'm just so freaking bullish on right now, but I'll try to stick to just one Zell cash. I wish I'd gotten in lower. I mean, I bought the all time high pretty much on it. But it's just so good. Like, you look at the wallet, and it's ridiculous how much functionality there is compared to, you know, 3,000 other coins that just have some forked bullshit QT wallet or something. Um, you know, they've got it so you can trade from within the wallet on, like, four different exchanges and Binance's little decks. And they've got a news feed in there, and they've got support for like 40 or 50 coins. They just added Ravencoin, which has like 90,000 assets that it supports. I mean, it's it's ridiculous um, compared to most wallets. Huh. My wife just got her uh, first crypto, and I shouldn't say this, but she got her first crypto from somebody else uh -oh. after I have been in crypto for over a year. Oh no! <laughs> and it was uh, it was clout on 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 the Raven protocol. So her very first wallet was Raven. Nice. So yeah, it's uh, and, and actually I hadn't set up a, a Raven wallet for myself yet at that point. So uh, yeah, that that got me into Raven. Let me ask: Have you really played around with uh, any of the assets on like Raven or Waves, and you know how you can just generate assets pretty easily on them? No, I actually haven't at all. Oh man, it's super cool. How about you, Mitch? No, I haven't actually. I I mean, I I spend so much time between work, you know, I'm working 40, 50 hours a week at, at my real life job yeah. and then doing this, doing Twitter, um and then, you know, the the admin, admin for two different chat groups. So, yeah, I'm I'm spread out all over the place trying to keep up with every project. You know, oh, as no. many as I hear about that I would love to get into, you know, I just haven't had the time. 
You know, I got a bunch of, I'm into like probably 25 different altcoins. Yeah. That, that I'm holding. And, and you know, I, I got. That's impressive you know, or just, scary. Like one of the two. It's both. Trust me. It's both. <laughs> it's, it's impressive to me. And it's also scary as fuck. But you know what? I just, most of them are long-term. They're all good projects, I think. And most of them are just long-term. I'm like, you know what? The money's just going to sit there. If, if they go up, sweet. If they go down, because I have such diversity, if 10 of them go up 80, 85% and 10 of them just sit there and do nothing, I'm still doing okay. You know? Oh yeah. So, so that's, yeah, exactly. So I basically watch them and I'm like, okay, who's pumping now? So I watch them. If it gets, decent enough i might sell some of them and you know buy back when they dip again it's just but to have time to trade yeah no i I don't have a whole lot of time like that but i'm I'm working on that hopefully in the next year or two crypto does me well enough that i can that i can do this full time and just enjoy life and have fun doing it you know yeah i hear you dude like the reason i'm able to experiment with so much of this crap is because uh you know the company i run it doesn't require me to actually be in the office except a couple hours a day really but i'm on call 24 7 365 so it's like i gotta stay by the computer regardless might as well be fucking with this shit there you go there you go but uh you know and as a as a carpenter as a carpenter i've i've never never got into technology up until two years ago dude so oh wow (laughs) you know yeah I mean, you know, I had a flip phone forever. <laughs> yeah, so it's like you just woke up two years ago and suddenly you're in Oz. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> and I'm not in fucking Kansas anymore, I'll tell you that. Yeah, dude. <laughs> I mean, I've been screwing with tech forever and crypto feels like Oz, you know, the two years that I've been in. So it's just, I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, think about it's that. It's insane. <laughs> it is. And think about like where where it's going to go from here. You know, I mean, you think let, let's go back to like cell phones. You know, you've got the bag phone from the, what the 90s and early 2000s or whatever, uh, late 90s, I guess. Oh yeah, like the save all the belt brick phones. Uh, I was yeah. thinking I was yeah. thinking the next stage up from that was actually, you know, the, oh, the bag yeah. phones you have in your car. But yeah, the, the save by the bell brick phone is a perfect example. <laughs> Uh, and then, you know, 20 years go by and we have what we have now, you know, 20, 20, 30 years. And now we have crypto and you look at digital payment processing like PayPal and Venmo and, and the early, early stages of those and where we're at now. And we're not that far away from what those were. So where, where, where the fuck is our uh, smartphone? What, what is what is the smartphone of crypto? What's going to happen in 15 years? Well, yeah, exactly. I think... Uh... You know, a lot of it, to me, one of the biggest killer applications of crypto is like supply chain, Internet of Things kind of shit. Because right now those are really, really dumb. But, you know, if we actually built smart technology around them and was able to um, track, you know, shipments and everything, uh, it would really simplify a lot of uh, stuff. and save companies a drastic amount of money you know from stolen shit on shipments and whatever else um that's that's one of the big things for me that's a really important distinction that 
a lot of people fail to think about is the ability for machines to transact or interact. And while we have ways to simulate machine transactions for people, you know, we don't really have anything that suits automatic microtransactions, um, except for blockchain. So uh, as it scales, you know, what, what we're going for in a global economy here eventually is going to be a whole lot of nothing but autonomous systems. And so we need a way for just machines and nothing else to send transactions and interact with each other in immutable ways and not need human intervention. And so I think I think that's a big part of where we're headed. You know, that microtransactional economy is a big deal. Absolutely. And then also, you know, uh, to add to that, you know, these automated systems have to be trustless because not only do you want them to be able to operate without human intervention, you want them to be able to operate and not be tamperable by humans, not have right. humans come in and, you know, screw with shit, steal shit, whatever. So you really need the distributed ledger for that, um, I think. Yeah, there, there's going to be a big um merging of artificial intelligence and and machine learning and cryptocurrency kind of all being one thing you know i shouldn't say one thing but being uh critical components of one working system um it's going to yeah. be the, the future is going to be incredible yeah absolutely so i always like to ask people a stupid question because stupid questions are amazing <laughs> if you had to replace your hands with something other than hands or claws what would you put at the ends of your arms? Oh, God. <laughs> I know what I would do. <laughs> That's a thinker. Like, Go ahead. The first thing that comes to mind is not fucking scissors. But, um... <laughs> uh, let's see. What do you use if not hands or claws? Suction cups? There you go. There you That's go. a good one. I could deal with suction yeah. cups. <laughs> I mean, you could shut down stupid people and you could climb build buildings, so... I mean, I see a suction cup to the face. Yeah, suction cups are grappling hooks. <laughs> right. You can pick up anything flat. <laughs> <laughs> as long as it's smooth. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Be like octopus hands, right? With all those little suction cups on them. Yeah, there you go. climb buildings all day long. I guess there, there was no there was no exclusion for octopus tentacles, so I guess you could have suction cup tentacles. There you Good go. Point. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I was thinking great. chainsaws, but on second thought, that might be dangerous. <laughs> I'm not sure how yeah. I would start either yeah. one of them. Yeah, I mean, the first Without time hands. you self carry, you're screwed. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Going to There's... the bathroom would be a real bitch. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> You could you can't even do it because the warning label says keep chainsaw away from genitals and you know that everybody follows those. <laughs> right. No, oh, that's hilarious. Oh shit. So fucking eight thousand dollars. Yeah, right. Eight thousand dollars. Fucking eight thousand dollars. How many months ago did you think that we'd we would just be going fucking sideways forever? I I was actually hoping we were gonna go sideways forever. <laughs> that was when it was sixty five hundred last year, and it was sixty five hundred for ever. 
so it did go sideways forever <laughs> and then we crashed even harder and uh you know i figured we were going to go sideways at 4000 for a long time not because the charts looked like it but just because i didn't expect much you know i figured we were going to maybe drop a little more or go sideways a long time and um you know we we all knew this was coming sooner or later and the charts were indicating that the the bull market was coming back around and we had some movement and all that but you know we we still hadn't seen the end of the bear market and uh i was just sure that that we were going sideways for ever 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 but yeah. here we are eight thousand dollars yeah that's me just back at four thousand i was like yeah we're gonna be here for a minute and uh here we are at double that so yeah, and you guys very... you guys are both a little more both a little more on the mm-hmm. veteran side than i am i mean a little bit but especially you sherpa it sounds like you've been in this for quite some time but I would say for me, I thought the end was near when it was like coming into December, right? Coming into December, I got all excited in November, late October, early November. We had that nice spike. I'm like, oh, yeah, these are, this coin's kicking ass, this coin's kicking ass. And then all of a sudden, everything just took a nosedive. And there was like a brief minute there. I looked and I went, am I really in this? Is this really what I want to do? And then... It wasn't the next day. I think I said, fuck yeah, it is. And I started buying shit left and right. Every dip that came, I was like, yeah, give me some more. Give me some more. And I found myself actually begging for more dips. And it was like, what are you doing, dude? You know, this shit's got to go up sooner or later. (laughs) But it was it was actually insane. I was like, I was actually questioning my own sanity going, are you really doing this? Oh, yeah, that's that's every trade for me. I mean. I, I haven't been in that long, like July 2017 is whenever I really started trading. Um, I was using it for, you know, torrent donations and everything because they've been using Bitcoin forever. But, you know, I didn't really start actively trading until uh, then. And, you know, honestly, I'm a shit trader anyway. So I uh, I catch about as many knives as you probably. All right. Like, uh, I, I do that crap a lot, just, uh, buying, you know, everything that I think is a bottom and, uh, you know, thousand dollars later or whatever, it's, it's found a new bottom somehow. That was, uh, at least how it was with, uh, Zell. So, you know, I, like I said, I bought it at all time high. It's at about a third of the price now, but you know, because the FA is good, I'm all, I'm not that worried about it. Now, are you saying ZO as in Z-O-E, or are you saying Z-I-L? Oh, no, it's I, I uh, Z-E-L. Okay, Z-E-L. Yeah, it's uh, Zell Cash, and, um, you know, I think it was uh, Zencoin or Zencash or something fork, and, you know, a lot of people didn't think it'd do much, and then the developers had just kind of knocked it out of the park re- recently. Huh, okay, cool beans. So do you, have you been to any, <laughs> have you been to any conferences? No, never. Um, I've, I've actually never even met anyone from, uh, crypto Twitter. Um, Euclid and Oaks. Really? Yeah. Euclid and Oaks live like, uh, maybe an hour, hour and a half down the road. I'm just lazy. And, uh. Oh, wow. Euclid, Tamara, there's no excuse. You guys <laughs> need to get together with Sherpa. Hell Yeah. Well, see, they're, uh, they're social butterflies, so they're hitting all these conferences. Uh, yeah, they're in consensus right now. 
they may never come back to Tennessee. <laughs> they may not. They're they're having a good time in New York. It sounds like. Yeah, dude. I can't blame them. It looks like a great time. Oh yeah, I, I went to Block Show in Vegas last year, and that was like the coolest experience ever. Dude, it, it's bet. crazy. It, it's exactly like we were discussing about crypto Twitter. You know how we were talking earlier about the ability to for anybody just to kind of meet with anybody and and kind of get together and. It was like that a block show. You show up and it didn't matter who you were, like you're just sitting there talking to crazy people. Like 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 some of these really awesome developers and really awesome uh CEOs and administrative people and some of these token projects and um and, and you go out and I'm having lunch with them. Like it's crazy. So yeah, conferences are, are amazing and I'm so excited to get to a few more. Yeah, dude. Like just I mean, from the outside looking in, crypto conferences seem like Bonnaroo meets Comic Con or some shit. I mean, it's like somewhere <laughs> between a music festival with just how crazy everybody is, and then right. you know the standard booth shit that you see at uh, normal conventions and people just nerding <laughs> out. Well, I'll tell you this: so, <laughs> almost so block like a building show. show. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. the The second day of block show for me was, uh, you know, there was like six or seven hours of speaking. You know, I caught the ones that I was interested in. Um, I went over and listened to Alex Mashinsky debate Nuriel head on, and fuck was that fire? Because you know how Nuriel is, and and Alex doesn't give any shits, and it was it was amazing. And then after that, you're in Vegas, so you're walking around having a good time, and then all of a sudden you're having dinner with uh, some some really cool people. It, it was fun, and and then after that. You were at the nightclub for a minute. And then after the nightclub, we went to uh, a little private party in a hotel room with Eric Stromberg uh, and a few other guys. Nice. For virtual growth. He's he's a guy that we need to get on the show. He's fucking cool as shit. And you're sipping on scotch and, and getting a little tipsy and having some ridiculous conversations, you know, Satoshi conspiracies and and what really <laughs> is life. And <laughs> I mean... It's a great damn time. And, you know, the conference part itself is a little is a little dull. But then everything afterwards with the people, I went to bed at, at four in the morning. And it was, I mean, you went it was to just bed cool in Vegas? Are you sick? Yeah, I had to be you on You don't a go to sleep in Vegas? Come on. So I slept for 30 minutes and uh, <laughs> headed to the airport. So it was, uh, it was a good time either way. So it was could a fun you, experience. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? The Deegan crowd in Vegas. I don't think Vegas oh, could shit. handle it. No, no, that'd be, <laughs> oh that'd be the end of the world. <laughs> that'd be nuts. We got to do a meetup, man. We got to do a meetup. We'll all meet in Vegas and we'll just, we'll party for a whole weekend. I think we should do the road trip you were talking about and just drive around and pick up everybody from fucking crypto Twitter and some goddamn econo van and just go around yeah. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> hit all the conferences every and, night there you go <laughs> oh god just don't call them influencers or you're gonna have that bit bus shit all over again oh, oh yeah <laughs> no just be like oh, no these time. are just the degenerates <laughs> <laughs> oh god it would be a riot absolutely i i definitely want to do that road trip I, I i mean if it doesn't happen this year it's gonna happen next year i promise you that Oh yeah, we got to make it happen. Absolutely, absolutely. Sharp, are you down for a road trip? 
Oh yeah, dude. I mean, anytime I can get away from work, I'm interested in uh, trying to meet up with some people. I've been trying to arrange a, like a Southern crypto conference because Jesus Christ, they're all in California, Vegas, or New York. Every last fucking one. Or Chicago. Right? Who do we know in the South? What's that? I was trying to think of who we knew in the South for crypto. Gator? Pandora? Oh, Gator? Um, like, we had tried to figure out just who was in Tennessee, and there's eight or nine uh, around Tennessee. I think uh, Bitnick is in either the Carolinas or Virginia. You got Gator down in Florida. There's a few in Georgia. Uh, I hope to God there's none in Alabama, but... <laughs> Where are you at? I'm in Tennessee. Okay, okay. Hey, Chris down in Texas. Good times. Chris Corners in Texas. Oh, yeah. Up yeah, yeah. I got friends in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a, quite a few in Texas, I think. There's probably at least four or five crypto enthusiasts in Texas. Oh, yeah. I mean, if, five, we've maybe got, six. if we have uh, eight or nine in Tennessee, <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, you know, you got nine in Tennessee, Heck you yeah. better have five people in Texas into crypto. Right. Right. Would never live in exactly. Town. And then we've got China and <laughs> Korea with 25,000. So, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah, they might be a little bit That's ahead crazy. of the curve. Uh, usually. <laughs> <laughs> it's good, though. It's good. It, uh, uh, that, we can, that, that's another reason why we're so early. You know, we're here and... It feels like a big space, but specifically in the United States, it's really not. Oh, no. I mean, here, you know, I still have people who you mentioned Bitcoin and they don't know what the hell it is, let alone, you know, any of the other coins or how they would go about buying it. Yep. Most people, right. you know, a lot of people now have heard of it on the news, but I still, 99% of the time when I talk to somebody, they've never even heard of it, you know, or... Okay, I mean, 99% is a little exaggerated, but you get what I'm saying. A lot of the people still haven't even heard of it, even though it's been all over the news for, for several years now, and it's it's just crazy. Yeah, I'm curious how much, you know, somebody could make doing speaking engagements where they just common sense explain what crypto is and how to buy it to uh, some of these older people. I mean, because the interest is uh -huh. there. I've got, you know, a lot of my employees are older guys between 50 and 70, and they're interested in the space. They just can't wrap their brains around it. But, you know, you look at what they could potentially earn on CDs or, you know, investment vehicles available to them at banks and everything or in the traditional market. And they just can't expect to make anything. And they see us over here with crypto making a lot of money. And they want to get in, but they just, it's way too out of their reach. I mean, these guys couldn't program a timer on a VCR. <laughs> it sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I still could program a timer on a VCR. I dealt with those sons of bitches way too I, long, and they still I, piss I, me off. Oh, yeah. My kid does all that shit for me, so yeah, no, I don't do that. <laughs> but I mean, I can see exactly where you're coming from. I mean, I, the whole reason. One of the main reasons that I got into crypto a year and a half, just over a year and a half ago, or right around a year ago, I uh, was, I'm looking at my pension and I'm going, okay, I got 34, 33 years of doing what I'm doing. I got, now they're telling me I got to go till I'm 62. What am I going to have when I retire? 
And I'm looking at, it seems like every time we turn around, they're taking more and taking more and taking more. And I said, you know what? And so I was, I was hearing about cryptocurrencies and, I, and then, so I'm like, you know, maybe I should get into crypto and I'm, I'm just thinking about it. And then I, I start really looking into it and I got a buddy that's in it. And I said, yeah, you know what? I want to jump into this. And then when I really started doing my research and learning about what crypto for like six months before I even got in, I wanted to learn about it. And I st I'm still trying to wrap my head around it, like you said, to this day, but a lot of things. But for the most part, I got it right. And it's hopefully one day I can retire off it. That's that's my plan. But I'm having mo so much more fun right now than I ever dreamed of. Oh, yeah, dude. And I mean, you've got freedom. I mean, that's the important thing. Like, at least in the United States, the government kind of handholds us on financial shit. So unless you're an accredited investor, you can't really mess with anything fun or really profitable. I mean, so you're kind of capped at what you can earn. But crypto, you've got fractional investments, and you can put in almost nothing and build it up. I had a, a experiment during 2017 where I took like a hundred bucks or something and ended up turning it into four hundred and you know, a couple of weeks or something. I mean, it was stupid. Nice. And there was a friend <laughs> of mine, uh, Alt Disney. He's the one who uh, kind of clued me onto that idea, and he had it going for a good while, and I think he got up to about 1200 from a hundred bucks, maybe even higher before, you know, the market just crashed and completely wrecked everything that wasn't, uh, wasn't in USD. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how much you can make in, in, in no time. If you get into the right project at the right time, there's the, and it's just every day, there's a pump of some sort on some coin. And if you're lucky enough to catch it, I mean, it, you're obviously not going to catch every one of them, but the, the amount of, potential is just insane but the amount of potential for loss is 10 times greater but this right, what keeps I it fun mean, yeah exactly i mean there's no protections but there's also no one holding you back so it's all in your hands i mean you know and you get yep. stuff out relative to the amount of work you put in i mean if you study the market and you're careful and you have risk management and all that shit then you can really make a lot of money in crypto off of almost nothing. And I mean, you got people in third world countries making it big because they're just putting in the fucking work. And that's, yep. that's the beauty of it to me. I mean, I think some Absolutely. of those airdrop oh, hunters yeah, are, are making like crazy money or oh, at least yeah. are going to, you know, it's, especially the ones that started last year or the year before, just collecting these tokens that are totally worthless when they get them. But you know, who knows what they're going to be in a couple of years and all they have to do is have one or two of their little free airdrop bags hit real big and that's all it takes. Oh yeah. I mean the uh, airdrop hunter or bounty hunters too, you know, a lot of these guys will just put in a lot of work translating shit for a new coin that may be worth zero forever. And you know, they just right. do it for so many coins that they end up making money off of it and then they have something to trade. Yeah, when you have nothing but time on your hands, put it to, put it to use, and you know it, at least you know I applaud them for putting the effort in, and and not like most people anymore these days, they just don't want to do anything, and they just want handouts, and so it's it's nice to see people that actually put in effort and and try, and instead of posting on social media looking for a job, like <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
I don't know. It is. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but <laughs> it drives me nuts every time I see a post on Facebook or something like that. Of, Can you help me find a job bartending? And I don't want to do anything else, but please tell me who's hiring. It's like, I, I'm. what happened to the days where you'd be in high school and you'd go get a fucking uh, job application from every place you could walk to and you'd go home and fill it out. And then the next day you'd walk back and put it all there, you know, or drive back if you got a car, but you know, whatever happened to the days of trying and putting in work and, and effort, it's it's become a different world. Well, it's all instant gratification. I mean, you know, it's uh, this Netflix fucking mindset, but taken to jobs and money and finance and every fucking thing under the sun where people just expect shit to pay off the second they ask for it to. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's the it's the now mentality, and if it doesn't work, throw it away and buy a new one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I suppose the tech is probably a real big contributing factor to that, I suppose. You know, just that it's so easy for anything to happen without any effort, and so I guess when you grow up learning that, then that's what you're conditioned to, I guess. But I don't know. I like it the old-fashioned way. Yeah, I was born into it, so, you know, I can't even imagine. <laughs> You know, back in the day when we used to have to actually walk out and start the car to warm it up in the morning, you know, or we had to, you know, boil water to have hot coffee. We didn't have microwaves then. <laughs> so, yeah, oh, yeah, it's 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 all of the ease of technology that's made everybody, they call it for convenience, right? I mean, it's all about a convenience thing. Everything has to be convenient. Oh, I don't want to do that. That's too much work. That's inconvenient. Well. So then you end up with where we're going and where we're at. You know, nobody wants to work to achieve anything because it's inconvenient. I, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, if you want to give your kids some perspective, just don't pay the fucking power bill for a month and let them try to work around <laughs> yeah. that. Like, we had a point whenever I was a kid where we didn't have the power bill paid, so to flush the toilet, I had to walk down the road, fill up a couple gallon jugs you know milk jugs and shit take it back try to fill up the tank and use that to fucking flush the toilet it's like same thing for a bath (laughs) and bullshit like that it's like about a month of that you really start to appreciate how easy you have it because of uh technology exactly you know my wife had similar she lived in a place where they had a septic tank and so every once in a while you'd have some sort of a water issue you know they were clear out in the middle of nowhere they had had running water but um it all came out of a, a pump house in the back and when you when you'd have running water issues you'd have to do that same thing you'd have to get a bucket but you know there was always a five gallon bucket uh in the garage ready just in case um you had to go out to the ditch and fill it up and and yeah no fun yeah <laughs> or don't pay their cell phone bill Turn your cell phone off for a day. Oh, my God. Well, do the, I know I'd die without mine. Do that <laughs> and, uh, and then buy them a rotary phone and say deal with it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what oh, I'm going to do. My, I, anytime I take my laptop away from my kid now, he, he always comes and I've got, I need my laptop for school. And I'm like, okay. So then I have to sit there and make sure he's just writing a report. So I guess I'm going to get a typewriter, but I'm not going to get one of the eighties electronic typewriters, you know, I'm going to get the old mechanical one where you have to put like 20 pounds of force per key oh, to yeah. actually make the letter show up. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get one of those. Not even going to get them a like eighties Smith Corona word processor. 
No, because those those would uh, they had that delete button that somehow worked, and that's too easy. They're the Commodores. Yeah, I'm gonna give it to my kid and let him just. Uh, he's gonna have to type up his report on a typewriter, and if he screws up, he's gonna have to start again. Or here's the bottle of wine. <laughs> didn't we have some kind of? Didn't we have some kind of paper that you could put in the typewriter that would actually, if you if you hit it hard enough, it would put a white spot over your letter you just yeah, created. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, ribbon. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we just need to disable oh, uh, disable autosave on Microsoft Word so he can experience what it's like. Uh, not control Sing every three seconds and then accidentally screwing something up on your Windows 95 machine and <laughs> 20 minutes of, or, or four hours or whatever of typing, it's just gone. Gone. Yeah. Uh, autosave. Oh, man. What a thing. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a hell of a time having you hang out with us on the campfire. We'll probably have to do this again at some point in the near future, get you back on here and, and have another half bottle of Kahlua bullshit session. <laughs> that sounds great, man. I've really enjoyed talking yeah. to y'all. It's been fun. Yeah, it was good. Oh, it's been a great time. Absolutely. Absolutely a good time, man. Thanks for coming. Anytime. Absolutely. All right. Have a good night, man. Y'all too. Take it easy. We'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. All right. Peace. Later. Well, that was cool having Shitcoin Sherpa on the show. That was a lot of fun. He's a blast to talk to. The guy's just so chill and so down to earth. I really enjoyed the conversation we had tonight. What about you? Yeah, it was awesome. I uh, was looking through his Twitter a little bit before we joined on the call. And uh, the first thing I noticed was just finished a half a bottle of Kahlua. <laughs> just sang 30-ish songs. And I have a podcast in less than an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this right. is going to be and amazing. I yeah. Well, I seen him post this morning how the wife gave him freedom and he was able to have a, what did he call it? A beer day or a drinking be day drinking or something? And, day yeah, and playing day drinking. Or, yeah. 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 Guitar hero or something. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. That guy'd be a riot to hang out with at the bar, man. I was, that was a really good night tonight. I had a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I, I know we did and we look forward to having him back on the show one day. I suppose we could probably manage that. I suppose. Yeah. Well, maybe I'm too excited about it, right? I gotta be more. I gotta be more chill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. Yeah, we'll have him oh, back on shit. again. We've got some other good guests coming up, and also make sure to go to iTunes and search Crypto Campfire. Uh, subscribe to our podcast and and leave us a review. Let you know. Let us know what you think. Uh, we want to want to hear your feedback and. Yes, definitely your feedback. Your feedback is very important to us because it helps us adjust things. So we, we really appreciate your honest feedback. Yeah, guys, we really appreciate your honest feedback and, and we're looking forward to reading it. So thanks a lot, guys. Y'all have a good night. Peace.